Talking about the things that make your home service business go. Marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast. Makes me that much stronger. Makes me work a little bit harder. Makes me that much wiser. Thanks for making me wiser. And hey there, people. Happy Tuesday and welcome to Fight Club. <laughs> Happy Tuesday. Welcome to Fight Club for Business, the show for home service business owners looking to improve their marketing, finances, systems, and culture. We're a team of self-employed industry experts. And this week, our guest is Liam O'Day. And Liam, we're so happy to have you. Do you mind just giving our listeners a brief rundown of yourself and your business? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Faye. Thanks, Michelle. Uh, it's really good to be here. Yeah, so I, I have a business called Shiny Sherpa. And we focus on writing copy that makes money for home service businesses exclusively. So when it comes to words and making money, that's that's what we do. Ooh, I love it. Awesome. Sorry, I apologize. Little dog barking in the background. So I had to mute myself for a second. Um, well, thank you, Liam. We're so excited to talk to you today about all things copy, because I know this is something that's come up a lot in different, and actually all of our segments, different ways to talk about your employees, talk to your employees, marketing, finance-wise, even in systems as well. So thank you for joining us. And I think Megan's popping back on here. So I'll go ahead and introduce myself. My name is Taylor Maroney. I co-own a power washing company in South Florida with my husband. And my background does come from marketing. So that was about six, seven years in marketing before I really found my passion for helping business owners understand the numbers behind the marketing so they can make better business decisions with their budgets and their marketing campaigns. So super excited to be back on Fight Club with you all and happy Tuesday. Hello, Tuesday. Uh, my name is Megan Likes. I'm the founder of Bookkeeping Academy Online. I educate and empower small business owners owners to know their numbers so that they can live more financially rewarding lives. I also own a full service accounting firm called Likes Accounting Company, where you can outsource all those nasty accounting and bookkeeping tasks to me and my team. I own a window cleaning, gutter cleaning company with my husband, Jeff, and I'm excited to be back on this Tuesday. My internet's being funky, so it, it's going to calm down. Just give it a second. <laughs> and hey there, Liam. I'm Michelle Myers, co-owner of Pink Collars, and I am held accountable to my awesome team of admins that works all over the country. Um, and then in addition to that, my husband and I own a floor coatings company. So I'm actually in the home services space as well in two different ways. Um, and I'm excited to see you. And I will probably be Martha just for a second and introduce uh, Martha, our missing compadre today. She's uh, on vacation. And Martha's going to talk to you about people. And Megan and I and Tay will probably all just sort of take over and be Martha for today. So welcome, Liam. We're thrilled to meet you. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, I get to steal you first, Liam. So I feel like it's actually a really good fit. We're talking about copywriting. We're talking about marketing. We're talking about increasing sales, which is all the things that Shiny Sherpa really embodies, in my opinion. Um, and I, I have to say, when I went on your website for the first time and saw your initial just hook, it got me. And I was like, this guy knows what he's talking about. So if you guys haven't seen Shiny Sherpa's website, I'll actually read it verbatim to you right now. 
the hook on the front page is it looks like the $99 guy wrote your follow-up. So that's where we're going to start. We're going to start with why are follow-ups so important? Why is the copy and follow-up so important? And really what, what sets the copy apart to not make you the $99 guy? Thanks. Thank you, Tay. So I'm, I'm glad you like the website. It's, it's always, it's always good to get that feedback. Um, so first off, like why are the follow-ups so important? So first off, that's the lowest hanging fruit for, for home service business owners. Those are people who've already said, Hey, I'm interested in your service. I'm going to buy from somebody. And like, so, so the follow-up is the way to make sure that you're like bringing them into your door. So they're giving you the money. And I've been surprised when I started working with home service business owners, how little follow-up they were doing, not because they, well, in some cases they, they weren't aware of the importance of it, but a lot of times it just, they were so busy. Like, like what, which thing do you prioritize? It kind of validates the business model, which we can get into later. But the, if, if anybody doesn't have your follow-up sequences in place, I'm, I'm here today to be a megaphone, like get that done, whether or not you buy it from me or not. I get your follow-ups taken care of because that is money leaving on the table. I can't tell you how many success stories my clients have had, or even just like friends of mine in the industry who will, will they'll flat out tell me, hey, look, man, my copy kind of sucks. I'm just out there doing it, just following up. And clients are saying, hey, we chose you because of the follow-up. So that's my main message today. Get your follow-ups in place. Do it yourself if you have to. Buy from me if you have to. Whatever. Get that done. Now, but uh, to your second question, Tay, about the copy itself, the follow-up sequence is really an opportunity to establish and build a relationship with the customer. Um, I'm going to contrast this to a lot of what I've seen uh, my clients do before they to me, and I think a lot of business owners are doing it now, is just following up on the quote, just the purely transactional, hey, just checking in you know do you want to do business or not kind of a message and it's just kind of a lot of similar messaging along the way and if you yeah. do it right and, and I'm, I'm happy to go into like tangible examples if we want to but if you do it right you can set a fantastic expectation up front that we're going to build a partnership and then your entire follow-up sequence is more of a state kind of ongoing conversation with that that homeowner that's gonna make them feel warm and fuzzy, but also you like let them know you're there to do business, right? Don't be afraid of asking for their business, but there's a way to go about it strategically. So you're timing the messaging right along that journey. Oh, does that make sense? Sometimes I- Yes, and I, I absolutely love that we're kind of attacking this right away, that the, the point of your follow-ups, if you are doing them, if you're not doing them, please, that's your homework this week. <laughs> Do some follow-ups, but we'll get to homework later on. But if the point of a follow-up is to build that relationship, right? We're building more trust, more um, understanding of who we are as a company and how we can help this client. We're not just there to say, hey, are you going to buy the service? Are you going to do this? Are you going to hit yes? Are you going to hit accept? I mean, that's where, again, as Liam said, it becomes very transactional. And clients don't want just the transactional side of things. Granted, we are moving to a point now where we're seeing marketing being a lot more just 
text message or live chat. And that's really where you're starting that sales process sometimes because a lot of the millennials don't like to pick up the phone and call. So as we transition into those areas, it's important to make sure you have follow-ups in all those areas, which I've seen on the site, Liam, you do. You have ways to communicate via text message versus email versus being able to just, you know, have that in a automatic format without it seeing seemingly looking automatic. So I do kind of want to talk a little bit about that structuring of that copy, because I think a lot of people, when it comes to sitting down to write a follow-up, it scares them. It's something that's intimidating. It might not be a strength to a business owner. Normally when a business owner has to do their website, has to do other areas where copy is involved, that's all getting outsourced. When it comes to a follow-up process, you're really the first person I've been able to speak to that does have that process in place for purchasing. So in your um, experience, what really is the best structuring for let's, I guess let's use the example of an email because I feel a lot of business owners tend to go with an email first. Um, that's kind of what they know and kind of trust first, but we'll kind of start with an email. Maybe if I have enough time, we'll jump into a text message as well. No, fantastic. And I, I know my mic is a little off, so if it keeps up, I'll just take the air pods out. And, um, I'm in a relatively quiet place, so just let me know. Um, you know, if you don't mind, say, I'm going to kind of even go one step before we actually start writing the email, and then we'll get into email and text. That sounds so I think, okay, so before you even, my, my big recommendation, one of them, is before you start writing emails and texts, actually map out that journey, that follow-up. And there are, mind, <clears throat> there are mind mapping tools to do that. I love one called iPodsX. I don't get a commission or anything for saying that. So iPodsX is what I recommend. But if you map out the journey, that experience that you want to give them along the way first, when you sit down to actually write the email, the emails and the text, it becomes much easier because you've already planned it out. So let's just say somebody say goes to your company's website, they request a quote. So do you do, you do in-person or online quotes? We do in-person. You do in-person. So you'd have, so I would start with, okay, in-person estimate, then you've got what estimate scheduled, estimate sent, and so on, down, down that path to the job being completed. Map out for each of those phases when you're going to send a message, you know, whether it's like, okay, immediately, eight hours later, 24 hours later, day three, and so on whether it's an email or text. And then just put like a little like note to self that's like, this is the gist of the message, right? So obviously that first email, or maybe not obviously, but that first email should be a thank you for, for getting the, or requesting a quote. And we'll, we'll come back to actually how you can structure that. Then send a text message, hey, in case your inbox is busy, we texted well, right? Like just something that's just like a little, gist of what you want to say in that message and map all of that out so you're not even having to like think about words so much yet but you and, and the thing the thing the thing i'll encourage i i think i've observed this quite a bit like you as the business owner you're the authority on the journey you want to give your customer so i'll i'll certainly give give recommendations but it's not like there's some magic book that says this is like exactly what you need to send and when you you can decide that and 
and you should be able to go into that with some confidence. So I just encourage folks, I know when you sit down and write follow-ups, it's like, oh, you know, I, there's that feeling, there can be that feeling of anxiety and what do I say? There's not a right or wrong answer. Well, there actually there is a wrong answer. Um, and we, we can get into something. <laughs> I should I just follow that. Just not doing them at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Start start with getting in the game and then we'll we can talk about some specific messages that will help. But my point is your customer is not on the other end of their inbox or their phone getting the text or the email grading what you're writing. They're connecting with it where they're not connecting with it. So you want to, that, that's the gist, make it, make it so they connect. So okay, map everything out. And I don't know if I can share my screen. I'm happy to pull something up if, if that would even be helpful. Um, but let me stop there before we get into actually structuring an email. But any, is that clear? Questions, concerns? Yeah, so I just want to go ahead and reiterate it real quick because we'll we'll actually just go through one email and then I would love to be able to transition to Megan because I definitely I feel as though this is moving to be able to talk about money very quickly. So um, I'll let you kind of talk about the email in a second here, but it's very important what Liam just said. And if you are listening right now, make sure to take this note down because you are the driver of your customer journey. You're behind the wheel. You're making sure that your clients from point A of being able to find you online or see a truck or get a business card from you to the finishing of the sale and the job, that is the journey that you dictate. So being able to make sure that you're clear and concise and keeping that relationship firm throughout that entire journey is very important. And as Liam goes ahead and talks about an email here, make sure you're taking notes because this is absolute gold. This is way for ways for you to be able to start to implement a follow-up process today. Like this is something that you can start to do today and be able to build upon as the future progresses. So that way you do have that continuous relationship with your clients. So Liam, I'll let you take the stage and then we'll probably go ahead and pass to Megan because I definitely know money's coming up quickly. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Ted. So <clears throat> there are different techniques you can take with email and ways to structure based on where we are on that journey. But let's let's just talk about that first request for estimate email, because that can that you can use that to set the tone for the journey. So subject line you know thank you dot 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 you're you're about to have a great experience or something to that effect maybe make it a little more jazzy but f focus on you like the customer not we and you'll see this as we go into the email i think there's too much we default to we're so excited you asked for a quote we can't wait to give you a great experience. And even though that's coming from a place of generosity and otherness, the way you're framing it is all about how you're feeling. But you want to make sure that they're, you know, so when you go to write the words, make sure you're focusing on you, the customer. So if we come back to this request for the estimate, hey, thanks, you know, thank, thanks so much for requesting a, a quote from so-and-so company. The great thing about doing an in-person quote and you can just tweak this to be if you're doing online quotes as well everybody but uh, the great thing is about a quote is it gives us an opportunity to explore a partnership so along along the way as you're looking at your options i'm going to be checking in to provide some information that, that'll be helpful to you 
check in to see what questions or concerns you have. Dot, dot, dot. I'm just I'm, I'm talking it through. The language itself would make much more succinct. But what you've just done when you've done that, you've thanked them, you've gotten them excited about working with you. You know, you're about to have a great experience. You're about to have a shiny bright home. Yada yada yada. And then you've also set the expectation. You've given yourself permission to follow up. I know a lot of a lot of my clients have had like a fear of like being like the used car salesman. I don't want to bother them. But you've that already you've let through. So many people have that, and it, you just have to give yourself the permission. Liam just walked, lined it up for you. Give yourself the permission to follow up. I absolutely love this. I'm sorry. Keep on going. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, and but you but you've done it in a way that it's about them, right? I'm gonna like I'm gonna follow up to provide you helpful information to be there for you, and so now you've you've set that tone and let them know you're gonna check in, and you and you don't have now you now you've removed that like oh my gosh am I being a bother thing because it's like I told you from day one that I'm gonna follow up right, and you're yeah. doing it from that place of generosity, so I would like start with that, and I think that opens up a lot of doors for what you're going to say and when along along this customer journey. So I feel like I could I could go way down a rabbit hole and geek out on like all kinds of things here. Oh my gosh, but I, I don't do. you know I would Okay. So like, we'll definitely geek out together today, but yeah, go ahead. We have to because and what also Liam's doing as I wrap up for our segment is he is making marketing sales follow up warm, fuzzy about the customer. We're not slimy salesmen, people. We're here to provide for our business, to provide for our employees, to provide for our community, as Megan always says. And being able to do that involves selling jobs, involves making sure we're giving our clients the best customer journey they can absolutely have with our company. So by doing this process, it allows for these clients to know, like, and trust us on such a deeper level because we're focusing on them and focusing on their journey with their home and their property. So I really appreciate it, Liam. You, you gave so many amazing details in regards to how to properly start to set this up, as well as how to even start your first email, which is if you've listened to this today, you've been able to get a very valuable piece of information to get the ball rolling for your follow-up process. So I'll let Megan kind of take over and talk about how we can really start making money off of this because it's it's possible. There's there's more to these follow-ups that we can start bringing in the money on. <laughs> yeah, the data, the data nerd in me is like, okay, so tell me about the money of follow-up. Like how many touches does it take for somebody to actually buy how long should our follow-up sequences be? I don't want, these are all rhetorical currently. So hold on, let me get on my like soapbox because I think where I want to take you is like the money of our list. So I stayed up way too late last night because I'm in the middle of a launch writing emails because I still write them myself. I feel like it needs to be my voice. It needs to be an extension of me. And it really doesn't take that long. Like I can write about a month's worth of emails in two to three hours if you just sit down and you kind of give yourself a little bit of a framework, like, okay, here's my, here's my theme. Uh, Josh Latimer, I know a mutual friend of ours. He gave us this whole framework on fight club about like, do it by month, do it by week, do it by day. And then it's pretty easy to generate content. Um, so, I, so we can, you get to choose. 
because Martha's not here, we get to go a little bit long, which is nice. Um, but not nice if she's not here. We miss her, obviously, but we can selfishly use her time. Um, so we can talk about like the, the money of follow-ups because I do think that not enough people are doing them. And there is a way that we can, you can give us a framework for like how many and what does that look like? Um, I actually think we should talk about that. The other one is, and I, you and I had a private conversation about this, like the money that's in our list, right? Like there's nobody really optimizing. We're all looking for that next that next sale. And the reality is we're sitting on this treasure trove with our existing clients that just want to hear from us more regularly, right? So we can talk about that. Or we can talk about, I don't know, whatever you want to talk about. But those are my two topics. Maybe we should just hit both of them. Let's just do it. Why not? So okay, first let's, one. Let's hit those. Yeah. So tell me an ideal, like we're not, you already gave the framework for how to communicate with our customers. So now tell me the framework for like, somebody has reached out for a quote. How many times do we touch them until we give up? So, so part of this, by the way, is going to be informed a little bit by systems. So okay. there's, there's some nuance there. Like so I'm, I'm first. We're, we're 21 minutes in yet and we haven't said responsive it yet. So I feel like that's shocking. Which, like, let's just shout with, with, every responsive it. Right. Okay. Sorry. Keep going. Which, which is kind of a crime because responsive it is really my whole entree into this world of home services. So, Kurt, I'm sorry. Um, that's how we met. Really? We, we love met. you, Kurt. We love you. Too. <laughs> uh, but we, we all met it, at uh, Responsicon in January. Yes, yes. Um, I, I, I want to tell a story. Should I tell a story or should I answer your questions? That depends. Is it about, what's it about? It's about, well, it's, it's about emails and responsibility. Yeah, perfect. Oh. Tell the story. Okay, let's do it. I went to Responsicon to just do the, do the hacking rooms for copy. You know, and so that was, and, and this was really my big push in the home services. And I went into this thinking, like I did, I knew copy. I didn't necessarily know home services. I, mean, I have to pause you because I do feel like there is like a disservice to the listeners out there. If you don't know what responsive it is, it's a sales system software that plugs in in front of your CRM. None of us work for responsible. Liam might work for responsible. I'm not sure, but none of us work for responsive and we're not plugging it because we're getting paid. We're plugging it because we use it in our home service companies. And because it is a beautiful, beautiful, hard to explain software that basically can put your CRM on steroids because it gets in front of it. And they have an awesome conference called Responsicon also not a plug for it, but we all hang out in Phoenix every January for Responsicon. And at Responsicon, it's the first conference that we've ever seen. First of all, it's completely designed for sales. So I have had a hard time getting to speak because Kurt doesn't think I know how to talk about sales because I still kind of hide under the table when I say the word sales. So uh, yeah, it's a sales conference for home service businesses. That's the entire theme. And it's a conference where you do, you don't just learn. So when you leave the conference, you should have implemented a bunch of stuff. And Kurt invests a lot of money in bringing in experts to help you get the doing done at these things called hacking rooms. So now that we've laid that framework, Liam was at ResponseCon in January in a hacking room. And I'm going to go track down links while you tell them your story. Sorry okay. for the interruption. Thank you. No, no, I appreciate that. That was a good, a good thing to add. So I'm doing a... A, a hacking room, but it's more of a presentation slash hacking room. If you guys remember one of these, these theater rooms that we had, and I'm doing, and I think I'm so generous and altruistic by empowering home service business owners and teaching them how to actually write an email that will convert, that will bring in business. I'm like, you guys can go do this on Monday and get back to the office. 
and we were going through an exercise. And halfway through, the room were basically revolted, and they were like, "Liam, we don't, we don't want to go home and do this on Monday. We want to, we want to pay you to do it." They hijacked my my, my talk, my workshop, and spent thirty minutes brainstorming a business plan for me. And that that became the impetus of Shiny Chirp. Like, how do we solve this problem of not not having copy that works, needing to have copy that works, but then also, frankly, like not necessarily being able to work one on one with a copywriter all the time because that can be costly and time intensive as well. So, ResponsaCon 2022 is in the loving people in the room who hijacked my talk are the, the they were the, the origins of, of shiny chirp anyway um coming back maybe your question we, on the we pause. gotta pause because okay. it's like another plug we gotta just keep on the commercial response but they really should sponsor our show i don't understand why they don't um okay so we gotta keep on this train though so what happens is when something like that happens in a hacking room when somebody figures something out like hey um yeah DJ's having a hard time with your audio, Liam. Can you just take out the AirPods? You are very garbly. Yeah. Sorry. Um, thank you for giving us that feedback. Okay. Um, and if that's DJ that I just emailed four weeks late, I'm sorry, DJ, uh, but good to see you. <laughs> okay. Sorry. So the hacking room. So at ResponsaCon, when they figure something out in a hacking room, what Kurt will do is he will package it for next year's ResponsaCon. So like the video scripts, they give you like a fill in the blank ad lib type form. So you can just plug in your words and your business name and stuff like that. That's what happens I think also at um, with the follow-up copy. So now that Liam's kind of hacked this, it becomes available for others, which we love. It's like crowdsourced follow-up copy, which is awesome with, with a professional who's like helping us. How are we doing Liam? Sorry. It's try, you're, now you're muted. You just got to unmute and let's hear. Let's see. Can you hear me now? Uh, yes. Test, test. Okay. Yeah. Sorry That's about better. that, DJ. Thank you. All right. Of course, of course, we had technical difficulties. It wouldn't have been a, a live without somebody having a technical problem. Um, okay. Much better. Okay. Follow-up sequences, Megan, right? That's what we're talking about now? Like That's on what, the, what we were like, talking about, like, walk us through what an ideal one looks like you know email day one text day one like give me that and i'm going to take notes <laughs> so for the heavy lifting which is going to be that request for the estimate if you're doing in-person estimates or the and the, then the estimate sent we go 90 days and could can i share my screen actually with that it probably would well, help we, if I we're should. We're a podcast format, so like we gotta just verbalize. Okay. For this and that's good. You're a copywriter. We just gotta use our words. Just talk it out and tell us what's cool. on your screen. <laughs> so go 90 days, and say for the first nine days, you're you're striking while the iron is hot. So your frequency of follow-ups is is more frequent. So send your your email as soon as they request the estimate go maybe even eight hours later with with a text like hey just in case uh, you prefer text we're going to make this easy for you we do texting as well 24 hours follow up with an other email day three and i'm actually legit taking notes so uh this is amazing uh 
said, what did you see? said three days, day three. Day three, text. do a text. Then even go like day five, do an email. Day six, do another email. And, you know, this even goes back Tay, to what you and I were talking about, where like you're the authority on your customer journey. So take this as a take it purely prescriptively if you want. But also, again, if, if you know the journey you want to give them, feel free to, to tweak this. Um, you know, one even actually let's let's change day six, Megan, to a text. And I'm going to give you a little a little trick. And we mentioned Josh Latimer before. I know he's a big fan of this little trick, but maybe send a text with an intentional typo. And then five minutes later, send another text correcting the typo. And the trick that we're doing there is reminding them, kind of interrupting a pattern for the that person that's receiving that text. Like, okay, there's a human being on the other end of this. It's again, it's it is a trick but it's getting them to engage and to interrupt their pattern of, oh, you know, likes pressure washing or is, is just following up to ask for my business, you know, you, so you can kind of make it a more human element with that. Day eight, I'd send another email. We can talk about what's in these emails and texts as well. Day 12, another email. And is, if you haven't noticed, we are now getting a little further along in the sequence. We're letting off the gas a little bit, right? We want to, we want to, again, strike while the iron's hot. We don't want to, we don't want to ghost them, but we're not just being predictable in terms of when we're going to end up in their inbox or their cell phone. Day 16, a text message. And I'll just jump ahead. Day 16 is uh, right around day 16 is when it's like, hey, so-and-so doing my best to make sure you have all the information you need to make a a well-informed decision. What have I not addressed yet? And now you're not even asking them for a reply. You're assuming they're going to reply. And that's, that's a way to get them to engage there. Day 23 email. You're making and me feel really anxious now. Like, I know I asked for this, but now <laughs> I'm like completely overwhelmed. I am not going to write a 90 day email sequence and text sequence. Like this is, I like, I just, I'm literally feeling like the anxiety come up my, like, no, I, my list is too long. Um, but fun hacked, I'm just going to spoil it. Uh, you wrote it for me, didn't you? <laughs> and then I just had yeah. to put it in. A response. So I actually just bought this follow-up sequence for 90 days because I have no time or interest in writing it all out. I, I feel like you probably have like a handout that you've been trying to show us that we could share in the Facebook group that will keep taking them through all the way to 90 days. But I'm just going to stop the millennial in me, the impatient of me is like, just, just buy it so that he does it or like lock yourself in a room for a weekend and do it yourself. That's totally fine. Um, but you're going to keep going like this emails, text for 90 days. And the cool thing about working with somebody like Liam and Shiny Sherpa is that they've already done the thinking for you. Like you don't need to think about what day and when, like mm -hmm. just follow the form. It's a formula. It's a formula that will get to conversion. Just follow the formula. Um, and we did a fun, I did a fun live in response vid last week with Jill's office, which I saw you were catching up on the other day and you're leaving all your comments, add human components here. So if the human component is a voicemail bomb, dump one of those. in. if the human component is having your admin call them and follow up, dump one of those. in. like this, it's don't be afraid of picking up the phone and calling them. They asked you for a bid. They want 
clean windows. They want mm -hmm. clean house. They want, and they're busy and their lives are noisy. And you just got to figure out the right way to cut through the noise. Yeah. Is that, is that, am I on the right track? Yeah, hundred percent. They'll be grateful that you followed up with them. Like you, mm -hmm. you'll have made it easy for them to cut through the noise because they don't have to go and like, if you get them on the phone, like they, they want you to follow up. So do that. You're doing them a service. They asked you for help and you are fulfilling their ask by helping them, by, by getting them all the way to the close. Okay. Uh, Michelle is off mute, which means she is ready and antsy, but I'm not ready, Michelle. One second. Can you talk about, can you talk about the, just emailing our list in general? Like they, they want to hear from us, right? They want, they, they bought from us once we paid for that lead. We, we made that connection. We were warm and fuzzy. We followed up with them. They gave us money. They trust us. Hopefully we did a good job. They like us. Why are we so afraid to email them? Like, what is up with that? Why, how do we get over our fear of emailing our list? You, you really just have to do it. You, you just have to do it. And if, if you have a, a data professional advice, just do it. That's, that's what just, Liam says. Just, you just, just gotta email them. But, but the, like to do it, like here's some tips to do it right. So if you've got your database and you've not been, it's, you've not been marketing to them or you've not been messaging to them a great way to get them like warmed up, so to speak, and to kind of refresh that list before you start sending customer nurture emails or marketing blasts with special offers, send an email that says, Hey, you know, make it tongue in cheek. We're finally getting with the times we, we need to be doing more emailing. We know that, um, you know, before we start just, sending you special offers and cool, great information that's going to be helpful to you. We understand you may not want that. So if that's the case, unsubscribe here and make your call to action to actually unsubscribe. Don't just like hide it in the footer. Like, and that'll be a good way to clear out the dead wood. Maybe people who have left your market, they don't live in the area anymore. They're not interested, whatever. But just like what we did when Tay and I were talking about that first email on the request for in-person estimate, now you've also set up an expectation and given yourself permission to message to them and given them permission to opt out of it with that as the big call to action. And so I think, Megan, that comes to your point about like, we're so afraid to market to our database. Well, now you've told them what's coming and you've given them an out. So now you're free to communicate, right? Um, that makes me nervous. Like we worked hard for those emails. Just <laughs> you're telling me to just kill them all, but I get it. The quality of our list will be better. The engagement will be better. The experience for us as somebody who's emailing that list will be better because we're not going to get the angry ones. Like we're just, you got to be brave for one email. Mm -hmm. He's going to say for three emails, right? Be brave, encourage them to get off if they don't want to be on and then go back to your happy place with your tribe of raving fans. You know, and th this is a good time to bring up the fact that the average return on email marketing, and this is global across the planet, not industry specific, but average return is 4,200%. So a dollar spent, yeah, a dollar spent is $42 made. Now, how I don't have the data in terms of how that segments specifically into the home service industry, but the point is you've already spent the money getting those email addresses. If you're not messaging to them, you're, you're missing out. I've got one client we did uh, this summer 
in July, we got four, uh, we, we, we cross sold holiday lighting to his pressure washing customers. Mm. Four emails made him $300,000 in about six weeks. So, and I, I, I would, like, I would love to say, or actually I wouldn't, like, I'm really excited to say that I don't, I don't think that's an anomaly. I think that speaks to the power of the, of the marketing of the messaging. So wait, yeah, and like, I obviously have to beg anybody listening to this <laughs> to please reach out to Liam and tell him, build the thing that Megan asked you to build because it's going to help us all. So he's done follow-up. Now we need him to create like regular engaging content around home service so that we can educate our customer base and we can not be salesy. We can be, we can serve them. And so I've told him like, I will pay him a monthly subscription and mine can be the same as a hundred other people's. I don't care, but I want content that I can get in front of my customers on a regular basis. And I hope that Liam's the one that will deliver it for us. Um, no pressure, but just put you totally on the spot. Because uh, I want to show you, like, everybody will pay for this. Um, I've been begging Tay for like a year. I was going to say, it sounds like she's asking you for the newsletter she's been begging me for for a year. I love it. At least a year. Uh, I do have to brag also, my open rate for MailChimp is over 50%. Like my customers love hearing from me and it's a giant list, right? And Liam's not saying spam them. Liam's not saying alienate them. Liam's not saying scare them away. Liam's saying serve them. They want to hear from you and you're actually letting them down by ghosting them. I love that expression of ghosting. Yeah. Okay. Now, Michelle, I Yay. feel like I got my way and I, I basically hijacked Liam's thing to spin that into, please write this for us. Um, and I'm going to pass you to Michelle and she's going to talk all about systems. Hey there, Liam. So I'm listening and I do not have responsibility in my floor coatings business yet. Don't tell Kurt. I'm working to get it done, but I don't have it. Shh. And there might be some listeners out there that don't have responsibility. What other platforms can you give us? an insider view into that might be beneficial to plug your work into what other platforms chirp C H I I R P chirp. And here's why I love chirp. Okay. Here's why I love okay. chirp. Give it to chirp, me. Chirp is chirp can be standalone, but it also integrates with awesome other systems, including responsibility. So Kurt and Ryan at really? chirp work together. Yeah. Okay. But the, I, my clients and I, when I first started really digging into home service industry, we had this huge pain in the butt problem where like, we would, we would have follow-up sequences and then we'd be doing say some marketing emails out of MailChimp, sure. but mm -hmm. this is that system. And then if somebody takes the call to action and they get a quote on your marketing email, mm -hmm. well, then you have manually turn them off for the market, the rest of the marketing campaign, because they're getting a follow-up sequence and it was an admin nightmare for yep. the, my, my <laughs> office. Chirp solves that problem. With Chirp, you can send a marketing email and it has, you know, you can build in the rules so it knows, okay, Michelle went and got a call to action and got a quote from this marketing email, turn off the email marketing campaign and turn on the mm -hmm. quote follow-up sequence. So, so move her from and, one bucket to the other, right? One bucket, one lane exactly. to the other. Okay, got it. It. It, does, it does text, emails, voicemail bombs, 
and then it it integrates like i mentioned with other not only other like crm type systems including responsive but also some i think i think it's dope marketing for postcards so point wow. point being i would like I'm, I'm telling everybody i know about about getting onto chirp um okay. as a the way to solve that problem because i think you know coming back to the life of a business owner do you want to have to go and and i'm yeah do you want to have to go and manually figure out that megan got a quote let me turn her off here taste still gets the or the marketing campaign yeah. go check out chirp c-h-i-i-r-p okay beautiful i think megan put the link in the notes here so oh there it is right there beautiful Sounds like we might need to have Ryan on the show. He sounds like an interesting cat that's created something like this. So, Ryan's pretty cool. rad. Yeah, he's got a good team too. Yeah, I love it. Um, okay, so that's the techie part and the systems part. When we put all your information together to have you on the show, um, we put a little bio together, and it talks a little bit about your background. And I think yeah. a lot of us right now are aware that the economy may be changing. There's still a little bit of uncertainty out there. Talk to me about how your background, you know, you've had bankruptcy and some misery and some challenges and dysfunction in your life. Tell me how you used that to like rise above because some people might be feeling a little bit stressed and some of that dysfunction sometimes comes back when we're stressed. So just tell me a little yeah. bit about your journey because I think a lot of people would love to hear like how you came around the corner on that. Thank you for bringing that up. And Michelle, you're so sweet. I, I love that you didn't, like, you don't want to drink alcoholism, but I'll say it, like <laughs> drink, oh, drinking is a, is a part of that. Um, okay. So I, so writing is, was my passion going way back. And I'm going to give you like the very short nutshell here. Okay, I went beautiful. off a different, different path doing a corporate career that I was miserable with, um, ending doing like IT consulting. But it was, I was always trying to figure out where to fit writing in. And sure. in 2020, in 2020, my client, where I was an IT consultant, laid off all consultants because of COVID. I had all this debt that I didn't, I didn't really sign up for. It was a combination of spending too much money on booze. And honestly, I, I, I trusted the wrong banker. I'm, I, I'm accountable, but like, let's call a spade a spade. He wasn't dishonest. He was just a knucklehead anyway. So because I was unemployed and I was in a situation I didn't want to be in, I just, I researched and I'm, and I'm still drinking at this time, by the way. Um, mm -hmm. I researched the, like really like the pros and cons of bankruptcy and, and, and what made sense. And I, Decided to just overcome the discomfort. And I think uh, what we're really talking about is like, like icky, uncomfortable feelings. And how do you just kind of mm -hmm. like push through that or overcome them? I, I said, okay, I, like, I don't like the social stigma. I don't like the fact that I feel like a failure with this if I file bankruptcy, but it's, it's the right thing to do. And I just went ahead and did it in a, in a way that um, it, was, it was strategic on my part. To, to do that. Now I'm continuing to drink at this time. And it was shortly after I filed bankruptcy, Michelle, that mm -hmm. because I was unemployed, like I was, like, if, if people aren't familiar with the term high bottom drunk, low bottom drunk, that's, mm. that's referring to like your bottom. So like a, an example of low bottom would be somebody who just continues the cycle of drinking and ends up 
living out of their car, they get divorced, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was high bottom. I was a, always able to function. I wasn't drinking like at work or in the morning or anything, but I was always like planning my week. Mm-hmm. You know, even, even when it came to working out, I was like, well, I'm going to drink red wine. I'm going to drink a lot of red wine. You know, I mean, so wow. point being, I was a high bottom drunk. I was very functional. But then when I'm unemployed and I can't go get a job because I want this bankruptcy to go through. So I need to just stay on unemployment. I was drinking all the time because now I didn't have the responsibility to kind of keep, keep my behavior in check. So looked in the mirror, acknowledged, acknowledged reality and said, okay, like what, like, what do I need to do? So I, I went into AA. I talked to the one guy I knew who was in sobriety and recovery and just started rebuilding my life to, like do what I wanted to do. So I stayed in the the work that I didn't want to be doing, but, but it made sense strategically. Like, so I, I actually planned, like now that I was sober, I could plan out much, much more clearly what I needed to do to get to where, okay, how do I make a living and spend my time writing and be happy as opposed to kind of attached to like the material success of being an IT mm-hmm. consultant and all of and FYI, nobody really, it, I don't know if I can say this, but nobody really gives a shit if you filed bank. No, nobody who is worth their salt cares from a like. Nobody knows. Perspective. Yeah. Like yeah. Every, every, every time I talk to somebody about bankruptcy or about alcoholism, like I've never had somebody like give me like the like raised eyebrow. It's always, no. always been, you know, I've got you. Right. And, and yeah. I'm going to, I will connect. I promise to this world of copywriting and how I got going here because I think it is. But for those people going through a tough time right now, I think if you can be vulnerable, what I, in my experience, is if you can be vulnerable and open up to people, like more people want to help than not. Yeah. So good. And, and I, like, for, forgive me if I tear up here, like, I tell you, I'm going to go full, like, <laughs> Kurt Kempton on stage, but there's, there's this, there's this parable that a lot of people in AA hear, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be like tweaking this for my, how I remember it. But the, the story is a guy, a guy falls into a storm drain. So he's down there in the storm drain and he can't get out. And his, he sees his lawyer walk by. He's like, Hey, Hey, help me, help me. I'm stuck down here. And the lawyer, you know, what, you know, everything's a nail to a hammer, right? So the lawyer just kind of writes in some legalese a contract and throws it down the drain. Hey, here you go. And the guy's like, what the hell? Like, that, that doesn't help me at all. And the lawyer carries on his way. The lawyer, uh, the guy in the storm drain sees his doctor walk by. Doc, 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 help me. Help me get out of here. The doc writes him a prescription and throws it down the storm drain and carries on his way. Like, not, he's still stuck in the storm drain. The His priest walks by. Father, 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 help me out. I'm, I'm stuck in here. I can't get out. Priest is like, oh, just you know, just say a few Hail Marys and do this and confess your sins and you'll be good and you'll be out of the storm drain. Father carries along his way. The guy's still stuck on the storm drain. The guy's buddy walks by. And the uh, he's like, buddy, okay, come down here. I, or not, excuse me, help me get out of here. I'm stuck in the storm drain. I can't get down. And the guy jumps into the storm storm drain with him. He's like, you fool, what are you doing, man? Now we're both stuck down here. And his buddy just goes. I've been down here before. I know the way out. And leads it out. <laughs> sorry. 
Um, it's so good. And so my experience with like the sobriety and the bankruptcy thing is like I, I had people who got in the storm drain with me, but I'm going to connect this now to the copywriting and all that. So fast forward, uh, financially, I've got runway. I can go into copywriting and I'm just, so I, I leave my IT world. I go to do freelance copywriting and I get, I start getting jobs really fast, which really surprised me. Hmm. And I got introduced to uh, Melissa Walker and Kurt Kempton. So for those who don't know, but we've already talked about Kurt, Melissa Walker, Bobby Walker's wife, Melissa Walker is an amazing event coordinator. So she coordinated response economy um, and mm -hmm. also the huge this year, by the way. Yeah. So I'm going into this world of copywriting and Kurt and Melissa are like, okay, cool. We need you to, we need the, the hacking rooms. We need somebody to write the emails. I was just like, cool, I'm game. I just, <laughs> you guys are clear what I said, right? Like, I, this is a whole new picture. Like, oh yeah, like you got this. And the biggest example, uh, like of the guy getting in the storm drain with you that I have from, and I'm, I'm jumping ahead just in the interest of time. So Kurt, if the, for those who don't know Kurt, like there's, there's not a, a kinder, more generous person on the planet than Kurt. And Kurt kind of signed me up for not only doing hacking rooms, but also of those hacking rooms, two of them being kind of presentation like a couple months later. And I got on the phone with Kurt, I was like, Kurt, once again, like I'm new to this whole world. Are you sure you want me actually like teaching something? And he was just like, Liam, <laughs> you have a voice, you're worth listening to. He was like, I speak all the time and I still kind of go through this anxiety and I'm still surprised that people want to listen to yeah. me, even though I'm over-sponsored, did you've got this? And what do you, and what do you know? This is one of those talks where everybody hijacked my talk, and it turned into this business that I have now. Um, so so, great. so I, think, I think the the like embracing the discomfort and embracing the vulnerability, and then I, I I hope I don't sound like too much like an expert because I'm still early on in this journey. But I think for those of you going through hard time with the economy, whatever it is, like don't don't contract don't constrict yourself like open up because there are you know there are people who will get down the into the storm drain with you oh, i love I that. that i love that no that was good because it was really peopley and martha would have loved that part so we just segued <laughs> right into her section so thank you so so much liam i absolutely love it i'm gonna Throw us back to Tay and she's gonna well, give us some I stuff. Megan, just, give me some. I wanna interrupt please. for a second because I feel yeah. like this gift of vulnerability, this gift of imperfection, this like showing up, yeah. it, like it's so timely. I think that it we is. we are coming out of some hard times, right? We're coming out of COVID, then we're coming out of the great resignation. Now we're coming into through whatever this recession is, and we are all as business owners, we're fighting, like that's the whole point of Fight Club, right? We're fighting a lot yeah. and the point that we're not, a, like this this point of connection that by being vulnerable, we can find people that have been through that storm or who are going through that storm. And we used to say every week, and we haven't said it in a long time, but if you're listening to this today, like this is your reminder and sign that you're not alone, that there is like an entire tribe of people around you going through similar struggles, the same struggle, a different struggle. They've been through that struggle. They're going to go through that struggle tomorrow. Like 
we are all very connected. And, um, and I feel like that was just a really powerful way of showing up for our audience and saying, it's okay to be a mess sometimes. And it's okay to be going in, it's okay if you're in the, in the drain. Like if you're in the drain, it's okay. Um, there are people around you who, uh, are willing to get in the drain with you so thank you liam for being vulnerable and to our listeners like it's okay like you're gonna be okay and uh we're here we built this fight club to help you fight like we're here to help you yep. fight through that storm drain so i yeah we haven't talked like that in a long time liam but thank you <laughs> for that. that's great Thanks, okay tay you're up <laughs> awesome. And I just threw a good um, audio book into the chat as well. And it's The Power of Vulnerability by Brene Brown. It's it's a great one that you can just be able to listen to in the car, listen to on the way to work or listen with your family. I mean, being vulnerable is something that we need to teach our children, need to teach um, anyone that we can be with. So um, hopefully that's one that you can connect with today as well. But as far as homework, I got to interrupt again, I'm sorry, but Jeff and I literally just watched her Ted talk on, um, oh on this, like a couple of weeks, we needed to do something brave as a couple. And like, we were really having a hard time figuring out the right way to do that. And so we like put it on the TV and we watched it, it was 20 minutes. And it, I feel like I'm going to throw that link in the show notes also, but if you I'm already trying to find it. <laughs> Yeah, if you need to get some courage, like if you need like a little, I I've been saying this a lot lately, but get brave, be brave. You don't have to be brave for long, just real quick. And um, Brene Brown's really helpful, I think, about, and and listen to Liam's story again. Listen to how vulnerable he was and, and how this beautiful thing has come out of it. Shiny Sherpa, it's a shiny object. I love it. Okay, mm -hmm. sorry, I'm going to stop interrupting. But as a couple, like we just watched that like two weeks ago. It's very empowering. Well, as far as the show goes, we're at the point of homework. And at this point, Liam, we like to ask our listeners to really put into action what they've listened to with you today. And what we ask of our listeners at this point is to just choose one piece of homework. We are about to give you three to four pieces of homework. That is a lot to accomplish within one week before next show. And we want you to be effective. We want you to put this into action and we want you to move the needle forward in your business. So as far as uh, homework goes, Liam, you're more than welcome to give some at the end. Um, we'll kind of go around first from our segments and then uh, you are more than welcome to add an additional piece of homework once we get to your, your spot there. So marketing homework, it's, it's pretty simple this week. If you don't have a follow-up process, please start it. <laughs> if you do not have something in line, um, we need to start moving forward and adding that into your business. So you need that, your clients need that, your sales need that. Every aspect of your business will benefit from this. Um, so Liam said there's a couple different ways we can start by doing this. First of all, we do want to start by mind mapping this out be able to have a structure that you can work with prior to building upon those follow-up emails and text messages. He did talk about Chirp a little bit. So there's a lot of things that you might need to re-listen to this show to really put this into action. But setting up that follow-up sequence is so crucial and your clients will thank you. 
I love that. They're going to thank you. And I'm going to just be the millennial that I am and say, just go get shiny Sherpa's follow-up sequence instead of <laughs> getting me excited writing it yourself. And I heard a rumor that Liam is giving our listeners a big discount with the coupon code FC number four letter B, Fight Club for Business. I think it's like 20% off. What? I don't want to say the wrong thing. Yeah. Is it 20% off? Okay. 20%. Yeah, 20% off. And basically here was my thought. If one, okay, no, I'm gonna lie, because it is priced appropriately. If two, if I book two extra jobs, it pays for itself. So two jobs, Ooh. so it's not a cost, it's an investment. Based on our average ticket, two jobs is all I need. And here's the thing. I wrote my follow-up sequences four and a half years ago. So I fully intend to plug this in and then not touch it again for another four years, right? Um, so that that is what I encourage you to do. And all you need is two jobs to convert from it to make the money up. Uh, so your homework is to just go get the Shiny Sherpa follow-up grade packet <laughs> uh, and use our coupon code to get a discount on it. Uh, I know you're going to say something else, but I have to give them a second homework, and that is, because uh, I'm the worst, I don't follow my own rules, uh, please message Liam and tell him to create some evergreen content oh for, our, for our clients so that he will build it. All right. Thank you. I'm the worst. Go ahead, Liam. You can, you can interrupt or chime in there. <laughs> Thank you, Megan. I just want to clarify too, right now the follow upgrade pack is specific to the pressure washers and window cleaners out there. Don't yet have it available for some of the other industries. Uh, next up is the holiday lighting, but I just don't want uh, somebody who's in HVAC to go buy the sequence when it, it, it would require. Carpet cleaning, maintenance, lawn care, like they're just, that's what find and replace is for, Liam. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Do it, but just know you're signing up for a little more homework on your part if you do it. But I just wanted to clarify. Uh, sorry, I th Michelle, I think it's your three. No, it's okay. It's okay. We do it all the time. Uh, but I do think that if you're not in the pressure washing window cleaning industry, I think that that was good. Thank you for showing your integrity, Liam. You're going to have to customize it for your clients. But in my head, we need to customize it for clients anyway, because it's our voice, right? Like, our relationship, we want to be warm and fuzzy. And so I fully intend to use this like as putting my follow-up sequence on steroids, but we're still going to put a little bit of a personal spin on it. And Liam might be like, eh, you're not supposed to touch my coffee, but <laughs> you can't argue. <laughs> and your systems homework is to check out Chirp. It is a secret super ninja trick that I am learning about more and more. And I want everybody to go check it out. And then your people homework, I loved. Thank you, Tay, for sharing that um, audiobook. I would love everybody to take a moment and think about how they can be more vulnerable in their business. It feels a little bit scary, but honestly, it does pay back amazing benefits with the relationships that you can build. I know I've had a few freak out and run around moments with the ladies here on the screen, and they are closer to me for it hopefully. And I know I'm closer to them for them being there with me. So um, I know that that's important for us. Hopefully that will make Megan or Martha proud today that we did a little bit of people-y stuff while she wasn't here. Um, and then we always, oh, Tay, we always ask how, Liam, we can get a hold of you. So how can we get, how can we grab you if people want to know more? And if you want to give homework, feel free. It's completely up to you. I feel like we might have hit almost everything, but we did. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, the homework I would have given you guys took care of. So thanks for making that very easy for me. Um, Beautiful. Liam, Liam at shinysherpa.com is how you can reach out. Beautiful. Or, or, or Facebook as well. Liam O'Day on Facebook. 
I love it. And we always end with a quote, Liam. And so this one I think is uh, fitting for today and it's by Brene Brown. You're welcome, Tay. Uh, Vulnerability sounds like truth and feels like courage. And that's really a good synopsis of what it really is. So I love that one. Mic drop. We can mic drop after that. Thank you all so much for joining us today. And thank you, Liam, for hanging out with us for this last hour. We appreciate your time and everybody have an awesome day. We'll see you all next week. Uh, Actually, we're skipping next week. We should rotate that. (laughs) We are next week. Uh, We do have a few, quite everyone but me will actually be at a uh, work retreat that they're going to for their businesses. So we will be dark next week. So the That's next right. show, let's see, is including Liam. Liam will be there too, right? Nashville. Oh, Liam, you're coming to Nashville? Yeah, he's in. Oh, he's not coming. I, oh, I, am, no. I, am, I am in the BBB. Here's what I did recently, guys. I, I learned this language. <laughs> I, I sold myself into an operational problem. So I'm, I, I might need that time back next week to just get stuff done and get organized. So I'm calling you as soon as this life hangs up. (laughs) I'm going to call you and give you a talking to. Uh, Uh (laughs) We'll see everybody in two weeks on the 27th. Yes. Sounds good, everybody. Thanks so much. Good to see you, Liam. Bye, everybody. Have a great day. Appreciate you. So much. Keep fighting. (laughs) With Fight Club for Business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club for, as in the number four, business. Fight Club for Business.